0: Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded, that's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the 101st episode of Liz Gets Loaded. I just realized very randomly today that I passed 100 episodes. And so I wanted to do a little like ask me anything episode. So I posted a question box earlier today on the gram and I've got some number of questions I didn't count, maybe a dozen. I think it's fine that I didn't do anything special for the actual 100th episode because like now it's celebrating that 100 are completed, right? Because if you do something special for the 100th episode, then you're really just celebrating 99 complete episodes. Is that math making sense? I think it is. Also, if by any chance you went to your Apple podcast app and you're like, um, it says there's only 60 episodes, that is because about 40 episodes are, what I'm thinking of as a soft archive. So I just put them behind a subscription on Spotify. It's like $5 a month if you wanna listen to the old episodes. I would expect that you would just pay $5 one time and then listen to all the old episodes because they're pretty short and then only pay that one time, not like be a subscriber for the rest of your life probably. But anyways, if you want them, they are there. And I did that just because these episodes really do, they feel very personal. Like they, they are a little bit of a diary and I just felt like having those older ones kind of out in the world for anyone to read, not read, but digest. I don't know. It just felt right. Something I'm trying out. I might change my mind later, but that's where we are now. Okay. Okay. On to these questions, I have divided them into 3 groups broadly. So questions about money and then questions about homes and home ownership in general. And then just fun questions at the end. I save those for last. All right. Question number one, if you won $2 million today, would you retire? I would not. I thought this was such a good question. And if I was magically handed $2 million today and I didn't have to pay taxes on it, (laughs) that would be great and would definitely put us in a place where we could retire comfortably that, you know, in combination with What we already have saved. What I would do right away is probably ask if I could move to part time at my job. I really like my job. I really like my boss. I really like my coworkers. I like my team. I like the things that I get to work on. But if I could do that like three days a week instead of five days a week, that would be, I think I would really like that. And if I could choose a little bit, like, hey, you can pay me a lot less. And these are the three or four things I really love doing. And then these are the things I just really don't want to do anymore. Like, can I please never have to do another QBR ever? QBR stands for quarterly business review. If you are not lucky enough to have that be a part of your job, as many of us corporate corporate girlies are. Okay. That was question number one. Question number two, have you sold your old car yet? I have not. We bought the new car, the Audi in April more than six months ago, and I haven't sold the old car yet. For a while, I was kind of putting it off because I was being lazy and I just didn't want to get to it yet. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready. And then I, I'm i having paperwork issues. The car is paid off. It has been paid off for some amount of time. And I don't have the thing that shows that I own it, the title, I guess. I took what I thought I had to the DMV and they were like, no, this shows that there's still a loan on it, but there's not. And then I called my bank and I was like, can you send me the right thing? And they sent me the thing. It's not the right thing. So I got to get on that because my goal was to sell it before the end of the year. And that is quickly approaching. So no. Okay. Next question was what blog or book or other resource have I found the most helpful in terms of personal finance, early retirement, et cetera. And I, I love this question so much. So I really love, I've said this a bunch of times, I love the book Work Optional by Tanya Hester and I like her a lot in general. And I wonder though, I think with a lot of books and a lot of blogs and a lot of podcasts and all the content, it's not necessarily that some of them are good or bad or worse or better. It's more that they're right for what you need in that moment. Like if I read Tanya Hester's book Work Optional now, I think I read it. I mean, had to have been at least five years ago. If I read that now, I'd be like, "Oh, I already." This is this is all much more familiar to me, and maybe it wouldn't have been as impactful. But I I liked it a lot. I read it at a point where I was like, "Oh, maybe this early retirement thing might be for me." And reading it and just her perspective on it and her kind of take on like the emotional and psychological factors of it was helpful. But also just her laying out like, "Okay, here's what we're doing, and here are the accounts we're using" was helpful for me to be like, "Oh, okay, I, I think I kind of knew about all this stuff already." So it's not like there's some other big mystery thing here that I'm missing. So if you were earlier in your journey of knowledge around this or later, then it might not be the right book for you, but I really enjoyed it. And I've mentioned this a bunch of times, but I feel like I learned about personal finance. I was going to say the hard way, but for me, it's fun reading blogs, listening to podcasts, googling things, opening a bunch of tabs, reading about a bunch of stuff. There are courses out there in the world that just lay all of this out for you and you don't have to spend the time learning. Like I enjoyed spending the time just figuring it all out, but if you if that sounds not fun for you, <laughs> there are people whose job it is to just like condense that. I really like the Personal Finance Club course. Like I have I've posted a affiliate link like I would make a couple dollars if someone ever used that link to buy. Actually, I've I've posted it a few times, no one has ever a lot of people clicked on the link. No one's ever actually purchased it, but if they did, I'd make a couple of bucks. And, but, but despite the fact that no one ever has, I keep recommending it because I do think that it's a good one. And I want to do a full review. Actually, I want to do like a blog post or a podcast, a full review of this product, because I know it's been really popular. And I got a free copy as, you know, someone who's like a Affiliate marketer for them, I guess. And I got about a quarter way through it and I want to finish it. But so far, I think it's really good. Okay. That's that. Next question separate finances or combined finances? I think that whether you have combined finances or separate finances is a lot less important than your mindset. And by mindset, I mean, do you have the same goals? Do you feel the way, same way about spending money? Do you both want to prioritize investing to retire early? And even if you have separate finances, like, is there full transparency? There are a million different ways to do it. Like the mechanics, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is the mechanics of it in my mind are a lot less interesting than the spirit of the exercise. Okay. This question said as a content creator, earning money, question mark, <laughs> how do you protect yourself tax-wise? So I think the question was like, Hey, are you earning any money through list gets loaded? I think you are And then like, how are you managing that from a tax perspective? So I do earn money through Liz Gets Loaded. It's not a ton. I was just thinking about this the other day and trying to ballpark what I'll earn total in 2023. And it's like, for sure, less than $3,000. And listen, $3,000 is nothing to sneeze at. But it all comes in and like trips and drops. So the vast majority of that, like the biggest chunk of that was I did one brand partnership this year with Quility Insurance, where I talked about life insurance all summer. That was really fun. And then the rest of it, like I have an ups, what is it called? Upside. I think it's called upside. I think that's like the gas, you know, where you get cash back when you go get gas. And I shared, I have a referral link like floating around there somewhere. I haven't shared it in a long time. And every, every day I get an email that's like, you've made 11 cents. (laughs) So that's not a ton of money. I make a little bit of money from the podcast. It's like, I think it's around $30 a month. So that's like $300 for the year. And then I was looking at, I post some Amazon affiliate links sometimes. I think that's maybe $60 for the year so far. So in any case, it's not huge amounts of money. And I'm very lazy about it. And I just go for like the low hanging fruit. Like I post stuff that I just like all the time. Like here's here's a link to this thing. And if I can post like an Amazon link or an Etsy link or something. Oh yeah, I have Etsy affiliate links too. And I think I've made like $4. (laughs) Okay, so the question was, do I make money? Yes, a little bit. And then what do I do from a tax perspective? I don't do it. Anything. I just report it as income and then I pay taxes on it and if I was a little bit more if I had my life together I would be like this is a business I'm gonna write off like part of my internet bill and other business expenses but I just don't because it's not a huge amount of money and I'm not a very good role model here <laughs> I'm afraid. Okay, I loved this question. Do people offline talk about money with you? Yes so some people who I know like in 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 real life, I guess you would say know about Liz Gets Loaded and the Instagram and the podcast. And so some people know about my passion and this hobby to that extent, but even people who don't know about that still know that I'm Super passionate about personal finance, and we'll talk about it at any opportunity. So, yes. And then I think the last question, like just money finance related question, was what is a fun and unnecessary thing that you bought recently? And I thought of two answers. So, one is Liz gets loaded holiday cards. So, I posted on stories the other day to collect addresses, and I'm going to send you, I'm going to, I made a little like Liz gets loaded holiday card that I'm going to send out. If you, if you missed it, you missed it. Cause I already, the list is like finalized. I'll do it again next year probably. And so you can expect to get that from me. And I don't, I have talked about my holiday cards before and how they have a million pictures and a week of over a whole year and et cetera. And these are special, like Liz gets loaded ones. So I just want to be clear. Like I'm not going to go from anonymous blog to like, here are a bunch of pictures of my face and And my, you know, here's my home address. So I hope that you still like them. But in any case, that was like a fun, but unnecessary. But I got so excited. Like I literally, once I had that idea, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I wonder if anyone would even want one. And then I posted and I think I had 75 people put their address in. And I thought about posting the link again to get more, but I was like, no, I just I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. And they're cute. It's just like a little sweet little holiday message for me to you. So I hope you like it. And then the other fun and unnecessary thing. I have been hitting up the thrift store recently and just buying random clothes. And it's so fun to do that because I went the other day and bought like five shirts for $40. And did I need any of them? No. But such an affordable way to kind of scratch that shopping edge. I felt really good about that. Okay. Home questions, home ownership, home stuff. Favorite part of our current home. I know this makes me really basic, but there's a lot of exposed brick. It's really pretty. And I really like it. And then also I like that the house is big enough that we have a whole separate room area situation for a home gym that has been awesome. And I know that it makes me more excited to work out. There's just something psychologically about going to a separate place and having it all in the same place and having like a little full setup that I really enjoy. And I feel really lucky that I get to have Uh, Someone also asked advice for finding an affordable dream home like I did. I did not find an affordable dream home. I I mean, I guess I can afford it. (laughs) So technically, it's an affordable dream home. But it was very expensive. And it was a lot more than I had ever planned on spending on a house. And I just fell in love with it. But I will say... sorry if you can hear this squeaking. I'm sitting on a chair. When I move, it makes a squeaking sound and that's what it is. I will say I have purchased a couple different homes that I've lived in and I liked all of them a lot. <laughs> I was never in a rush and I stocked Zillow like every day when I was looking. And there are some homes that like won't even hit the MLS that your real estate agent might know about. But the beauty of living in our current times is that most houses, you know, any house that's going to go on the market, like on the MLS, is going to be listed it on Zillow or Redfin or Realtor.com or whatever. And the 3D tours are so good and the pictures are so good. Like you really can get a good sense of places online. And so, I mean, I guess let me put it this way. I've purchased three homes. I've only gone to like seven showings in my life because I'm able to narrow it down really effectively online. Does that make sense? Does that help? I don't know if it does. Best and worst parts about being a homeowner. I mean, the best is probably just that you don't have to worry about finding a place. Like you don't have to worry about someone raising your rent or deciding that they don't want to rent out their house anymore or like someone's not just kind of like messing with like, hey, you need to let this person in on Wednesday because I scheduled these window cleaners and like didn't talk to you about it. So that's probably the best part. And then the worst part is just pretty much every day I'm worried that there's something wrong with my house that I don't know about. <laughs> I'm like, maybe there's a hole in the roof or maybe there's a leak somewhere, or maybe there's secret water damage I don't know about, or maybe something's just about to break at any time. And that is definitely part. Mm, what is the right amount of like post-tax income for your mortgage. <sighs> I mean, as l- this is going to sound like terrible advice, just like not helpful advice, but as little as you can, spend that will leave you really happy with your house. And I know that's such a like, it depends, (laughs) not helpful answer, but I think that there are these guidelines out there like 25% of your salary or don't buy a house that's more than like three times your income or whatever it is. And I think in general, those rules tend to kind of fall apart at like the lower end of the income spectrum or the higher end. And it's really just as little as you can spend and still be happy would be my advice. Okay. Two more home questions. One, since you love wine, do you have a wine fridge? And if so, do you recommend one? I think that I may have been a little bit misleading. I like drinking wine. I don't know anything about wine. I'm not like Smellier or any kind of connoisseur whatsoever. I just drink like normal. Like I really like Josh. That's, it's like the most basic, like that. I saw that they have TV commercials now and I was like, Oh no, I, I drink like the most basic wine there is, but it's totally solid, right? It's like affordable. You can find it everywhere. It's probably nothing special. And then there are a few things that I really like. There's a sparkling wine that I really like. There's like a cab salve that I really like. Everything I really like is because like someone I know has told me like, Oh, this is really good. And then I try it. I'm like, it oh, yeah, is good. I don't have any special wine knowledge myself, except that it tastes good. And I like the way it makes me feel. But uh, funny story. We do have a wine fridge in our house because it just came with the house. And then it it broke. Well, okay. First of all, it was being kind of loud. And so I turned it off because... I didn't like how loud it was. And then I decided I want to turn it back on and use it and it wouldn't turn back on. And then I looked up how much it was to replace it. And it was really, I can't, it was so expensive. I can't remember how much it was, but I want to say it was like $800 or something. And I was like, I don't care that much. And so it's just a non-refrigerated like wine cabinet now. So we still use it to store wine, but it's not actually temperature controlled. So that is the kind of fancy wine drinker that I am. And then the last question, the last home related question was, so I just posted on Instagram today about how. I've been trying to lean into this idea that when it's cold, you want to heat the person, not the room. So like put on more layers, hold a hot water bottle, put... Uh, like hand warmers in your pockets, that kind of thing versus cranking and running a space heater, or running the heat in your house. And the question was like, when you're doing that, what do you set the thermostat at, at your house? So we set it at 68, which doesn't seem that cold to me, but our house is very drafty. And so I don't believe that it's actually 68. Maybe it's 68, like right where the thermostat is and within like a 12 inch radius of that thermostat, but it does not feel that warm. I think it is colder. Yeah. I should get a, a little thermostat thermometer thingy and check it out. But the thermostat is set to sixty eight, but it f- still feels very cold. Like if when it is set to sixty-eight, I am still wearing like a puffy jacket or a puffy vest and a hat and I get kind of cold. So I don't know if that's actually helpful or not. Okay. And lastly, a couple fun questions. Where's your favorite winter vacation spot, Mexico? Hands down, any of the big resort towns. They are fun. I like to go there. I always like to say I differentiate between travel and vacation and travel is like going to a new country and absorbing culture and experiencing locals. And that is not what I do when I go to Mexico. You definitely can do that in Mexico. If you go to like Mexico city or any number of other places, when I go to Mexico, I go to a resort. I sit on a beach chair, I drink margaritas and I read my library books. And that is what I like to do in the winter. Okay. I loved this question. What are you snobby about? No judgment. I was just laughing because I'm like, okay, well you're not judging me, but like everyone else who is listening has not made that same promise not to. To judge. I think a thing. one thing I know that I'm really, I don't know if it's snobby about is the right word. If I break the screen on my phone, if I crack it, it is fixed ideally within a couple hours, if not like within one day at the absolute most. I cannot stand having a cracked phone. I don't, I mean, obviously I don't like the way it feels, but I don't like the way it looks. I just think it looks kind of bad. And I'm probably a little bit snooty. Like if I see someone else with a cracked phone, it's not like I'm like, ew, gross. You're so low class or something that you have a cracked phone, but I am like, oh my gosh, why are you doing that? I don't, oh, let just, just fix it. It's so much better when it's fixed. So that's one thing I think I'm kind of snoppy about. Okay. Two more, who's your favorite Peloton instructor or favorite Peloton ride? There's so many I couldn't narrow it down, but I am super into the rower lately. I love Alex Karowski, row instructor. He is just what I want in a peloton instructor, which is just sort of talking about random things the whole time that don't always make sense. But I'm like, it just feels like you're kind of sitting there chatting with a friend, which I really enjoy. And he is not unpleasant to look at. <laughs> he wears these tiny little shorts, and I don't mind it. So I love. Alex Kurowski, Rose. I have been enjoying doing hiking workouts on either on the treadmill at home or on the treadmill at the gym. I like treadmill at the gym because the incline goes a lot higher. And I like those with Kirsten Ferguson. Is it Kristen Ferguson or Kirsten? Kristen Ferguson, maybe. She is just also so funny. I love the way she sings along and she's like, we're hiking, honey. Like she's great. And then I also love Maddie Majacomo because he also is just real chatty. That's really just all I want in a Peloton instructor. And then on the bike, I like Hannah. Corbin. And I like Cody. Of course, everybody likes Cody and I like Bradley Rose because he's funny. I'm sure I'm missing a bunch. I like, I like a lot of them, but okay. Last question. This is such a good one, but I couldn't decide on the answer. If you had to wear one color for the rest of your life, what would it be? And the first color that came to mind is yellow because I just love the color yellow, like a marigold yellow, um, like a fall yellow. But then I thought, well, that's not very practical. So then I was like, well, black because that would be easy if you just had to wear black everything for the rest of your life. I'm wearing all black right now, except my socks. Well, and my shoes. My shoes are white sneakers. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be weird. Like, let me tell you what I'm wearing right now. But <laughs> I am wearing black leggings and a black t-shirt and a black puffy coat because I'm trying to stay warm. And then I have these really fun striped socks on that I got for Christmas last year and white sneakers. So I'd probably go black or white maybe. But then I was thinking, is your algorithm also filled with the color matching color theory things. I did something and now all I see are people being like, I'm an autumn, I'm a spring, like look at how these colors make such a difference. And I've never done that, but I do know that I tend to feel like I like the way I look when I'm wearing either navy blue or a raspberry, like a cranberry kind of pink, like a dark pink. And so maybe one of those two would be good. I felt like I always looked good. I don't know. Those are such good questions. Thank you so much for entering these questions. I had a good time. I thought it would be a fun thing to do to celebrate 100 episodes. And then also if I can just be really honest for a second, like I always am, but I like all week I'm going about, I'm living my life. I'm just doing stuff. And every single day I'm like, oh, that's a podcast episode. Oh, that's a podcast episode. And I have all these thoughts and opinions that could be podcast episodes. And then I sit down on Sunday to actually do a podcast and I can't think of anything. And that was today. I was like, I swear I thought of five episode ideas this week. And I really got to start writing them down. I was totally drawing a blank. And then I realized it was a hundred and I realized I could just do kind of a fun, like, ask me anything in honor of 100 and so that's what I did (laughs) okay if you enjoyed this episode you could share it with a friend you could leave a review if you have any thoughts you could send me a dm that makes me so happy otherwise I will be back same time next week bye